0: This is Madeline. And this is Cammie. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert
1: podcast, episode number 70.
0: Hey, Cammie, 2018 is nearly in the rearview mirror.
1: How did that happen?
0: Before it's gone, let's take a look back.
1: So I cannot believe it is the end of 2018, Madeline.
0: I know. This whole year went by so fast, Cami. I just can't believe
1: it. I know. It feels like it was just yesterday. We were sitting down and planning out all, our pod- all of our podcast episodes. And here we are, almost at the end of the year. I know. It's
0: crazy. And I, I know we're going to talk about this a little later in the episode, but I feel like I was just taking... Michael Hyatt's Best Year Ever program. I cannot believe that was a year ago that I did this. It's crazy.
1: And has it been your best year ever?
0: It's been a pretty darn good year. So I I will say it's been a best year for sure.
1: Yeah, me too. I've loved this year. This has been a great year. So one of the things that I want to talk about today is really what we do, you and I do at the end of every year to make sure we're ready for a new year. And I've been Running my own business for a number of years now. I started in 2002. You started sooner than that. So, years and years and years. And I can't say I've always been really great at this. Have you?
0: No. I mean, there have been years where, you know, I just, you know, flying by the seat of my pants and not really planning things out, not writing down goals. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's really common for a lot of people, but just taking the time to think about what it is you want to accomplish and writing it down, having a clear action can do wonders.
1: Yeah, it truly can. And so, I'm just going to go over what I do at the end of the year. And maybe if you can also share what you do, we're hoping guys that if we share what we do, that you'll get something out of it and think of things that you do that, and maybe things that you haven't thought of doing that you might want to consider doing. So we're just going to run through that. And hopefully, you know, you have started to think about your new year, but if you haven't, we've got your back. So, um, you know, listen through this. And at the end of the episode, we're going to run through some questions that you should be asking yourself right now at this very moment, as we sit here in December 2018, or if you're listening this to this in early 2019, these are the things that you need to do. So you ready for that? You think that's a good plan? Madeline?
0: I, I think so. And you know, Kimmy, it's interesting how you said for those listening in the future, I think this can uh, apply anytime throughout the year. It's just that for a lot of us, we start planning at the end of the year for the new year. But actually, you can start at any time and just be planning out your current year. So, so for those of you listening in the future, you know, hey, this can still help you tremendously.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm going to start off and then I'll say the first things that I do and then you kind of chime in with yours after that. But the first thing I do is I sit down with my husband in November usually and we talk about what we would like to do in the new year. He is not a part of my business directly, but I want balance in my life. That's really really important to me. It's important that, you know, I don't put so many things on my plate that I can't have my family time. As you know, Madeline, I have three children. I've got a teenager that's 14, an 11-year-old and a nine-year-old, one in each school, one elementary, one junior high, one high school. It has been a crazy year with all of those responsibilities. And so when we sit down, I want to talk to him about, you know, here's what I'm thinking about doing with the business. Here's where we're going to go. He's also really smart. So I like to get his feedback. It's always fun. Um, he's got some great ideas. And so we sit down and he listens to me and I kind of lay it out for him. So I did that like um, at one of our lunch dates last month. And I just talked to him about my dreams for the future, what I wanted. And being on that same page and knowing that your partner is on the same page with you is so important because a lot of we, what we do as entrepreneurs really requires our families um, to be on board to a certain degree. And so that's my first thing is I that I do.
0: Yeah. And that's super smart, you know, including your significant other and, you know, getting, it's always great to get feedback from other people for sure. Whether it's those that are closest to you like that, and as well as colleagues that, that you know, you work with, or especially in a mastermind group, it can be super valuable. What I start off doing is I look at what goals I've accomplished in the year. You know, I like to look at, what things did did I get done? And I always have a very big list. I'm just wired that way. I always have to have a big list. And sometimes that's not the best thing, Cami. Sometimes it's just not good to have too many things on your list of goals you want to accomplish in a new year. But one of the things I'm most proud of that I put on my list was to launch my Video Like a Rockstar program. I know we've talked about that several times throughout this podcast series. And I actually launched it in early 2018, like back in February. So it was in the early part of the year. It was a big goal. And I'm very proud of myself for not only launching it, but I kept it going throughout the entire year. I did a new version of the of the course every quarter. So I've done it four times. And I'm just, I kind of sit back and look at this and go, wow, like that was huge. And it just started off with an idea, you know, as entrepreneurs, we create something out of nothing. And I think that's something we should always pat ourselves on the back with because not, not a lot of people can do that. So I,
1: I agree completely. And, you know, this year I had hoped to also start some kind of program and I do have like most of it fleshed out as far as that goes but you know, you don't always reach all your goals. We have a lot of, um, I I do a lot of one-on-one consulting work and my consulting work really took off this year, which you can't complain about that because it was a big win for the year. But sometimes it isn't always as expected. So don't beat yourself up, right? You keep moving forward and um, you launch something whenever you, when it's right and you do fly by the seat of your pants sometimes like you do and make sure it gets launched. So I think that those kinds of of ideas are really important. I just wanted to be really transparent that you don't always make all your goals happen. you know. So I had a big list too, and I was able to accomplish a lot of them, especially like making sure that we had a really steady income, like monthly income. And that's been rock solid this year, really much better than last year, I would say. And the next thing that I do is I really look at my current clients. And again, I usually work with small to medium-sized brands to get their social media off the ground and, and working on that. And so I look at my current clients, and how each of them are progressing. Are the relationships progressing? Well, do we need to look at anything? Am I going to have to turn on or off a client? Is there one that's coming to a natural end? Is there one that needs to, that I need to put some new energy into to make sure that it it lasts forward. So we most of the time we work with our clients for years upon end. So I usually have clients for five to 10 years, on average. So I always am looking for ways that we can reinvigorate that relationship and make sure that we're providing the customer service that we need to provide. Yeah, that's great. So that would be the another one that I do. Also, I look at current projects in our agency and how well we are selling them. And if I need to make any adjustments, including like how to come up with new product lines and what areas do you use? And so one of the things that I use is an assessment tool that I got out of Todd Herman's 90 day year. I think you have to take the course to get the assessment, but I'll give you the categories that he has us look at. He has us look at these categories and rate ourselves on a scale, let's say of zero to five. And, you know, how well do you feel like you're doing in each of these areas with zero being not that great, obviously, to five being really good? And we look at marketing and sales. You know, how are we doing with marketing and sales? Are we really like out there selling? Are we promoting enough? Then we look at operation and technology. Operation and technology is huge because You know, do we need new pieces of technology to help us be more efficient? And operations are things like systems. Systems are so important in making your business be more profitable, for example. And then leadership in people. That's your own leadership and the people. If you have employees, which I do, but even if you don't, like are you working with your partners really well or those kinds of things. Leadership is really important too. Am I getting enough professional development that I have the skills that I need to support my team? And I always take a course or two every year. And I've taken a couple this year that are really amazing that I think have moved me forward like by leaps and bounds. And one of them, Todd Herman's 90 day year was last year. And I have put that into practice this year. And it's made a huge difference in my business. Then finance, of course, how much money are you making? Are you making what you want to make? Are you working in the areas that you should be working in to make money? Are you just doing busy work that you could sub out to other people? And then distribution channels, like where am I selling my stuff? You know, obviously, I'm an online business for the most part. So one of the things I'm really looking for is a digital product in this next year. We can talk about that in a minute. But then finally, I start to plan my year-end, year-beginning celebration for my employees so that I can honor their work. So I always want to honor the people that I work with, my clients, my employees. And I look for ways that we can have some kind of celebration around that. And I usually do that in January because December is so busy. Adding something else to their calendar isn't actually really all that nice of a thing to do in December, because everybody always is saying, let's get together in December, but there's no time in December. So I usually do that in the new year. And this year I think we're going to do headshots for everyone. We're going to have a party. And have headshots and a real have their professional headshot retaken so they can use it in their social media and other places. Cause that's that's kind of an expensive thing to get done. So I wanna like gift them with that this year.
0: That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Very good. One of the things I also do when I'm getting to the end of the year, not only am I looking at what things I've accomplished, as I mentioned before, Mm -hmm. also look at what did I not accomplish? You know, as I said, I have, you know, big ideas, I jot down a lot of things. When I did Michael Hyatt's Best Year Ever, he had us print out these sheets. It's called Achievement Goal, and you write out, you know, what things you're looking to achieve. You know, you put what quarter you're hoping to do this and accomplish it by. What are your key motivations and your next steps? And I came up with a whole bunch of them. And in looking at this Cami, I didn't accomplish a lot of them. I'm like, look at this going, man. Where did the year go that I just didn't get to it? One of the things was that I was going to co-author an ebook with someone. We were going to do a a Twitter ebook together that did not get done. I also wanted to release my Twitter Smarter podcast mm-hmm. every week. I wanted to kind of relaunch it and make it a weekly thing, and my work life got in the way of that. I just was too busy to make that happen. But that is like my number one goal right now is to do that and make that happen. But you know, it's okay to look at this and see like, okay, what things did you not accomplish and you know and be okay with it and know that you can still make it happen you just change the dates you know it's like yeah. okay i didn't get that in the first quarter of the year gosh i didn't even get it in in the third quarter of the year and we're finishing up the fourth quarter hmm but that's okay like i don't want anyone to beat themselves up over it when when you don't accomplish the things you set out to do at the beginning of the year is okay just always know that there are going to be some you're not going to get to and it makes me kind of think, well, should I have less? You know, and I have a debate with that, Cami. Should I write down less? But I
1: don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I would call these goals your parking lot of goals. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's my parking lot. Here's what I want to accomplish. But one of the things I learned in Todd Herman's program, for example, is that, and really what I know instinctively, but we just don't do, is that you can only really do one major project per quarter. That is all you can do, um, unless you have staff. Or other people to help you. So it's about one major project per employee per quarter. Really, really important to kind of keep that that in mind. And then the other part that I think is really important that people don't do during the year as you go along is keeping a list of all of the wins that you have. Because at the end of the year, you really should look over that list and celebrate. So I write those in the end of each week in my planner. I use the Michael Hyatt planner And he has a place there for you to write down the things that you accomplished every week. And really, if you just keep track of those, you can go back to your planner at the end of the year, or you put them on a whiteboard, or you can use a, an Evernote or whatever it is that you like and write down all the wins that you've had during the year, because you can go back and read those and they will absolutely encourage you. And I think a lot of times we like to look at the things we didn't accomplish and sort of just beat ourselves up about it, but it doesn't get you anywhere in life to do that. So I also recommend having a a victory list, if you will, of all the things you've had that you've actually done right and well. And you can go at the end of the year. And as you're going over your goals, look at over all the things that you did well. So don't beat yourself up. That's all. I, I'm gonna love, say I that. like that a lot.
0: You know, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to put on my list, make it my goal for the year for the new year in 2019, that I am going to write down all those wins, because I think it's great to look back on it Especially when you're having a bad day or you're just being down about things and don't feel like you're accomplishing a lot. You can look at those wins and be like, Man, I've done a lot of great things this year.
1: Yeah. And I think we as human beings, and, and I know there's brain science around this too, that we're default negative. You know, we think about what we haven't accomplished rather than what we have. That's just a real that's a real thing. It's it's a real problem that we all have is that we tend to Forget all of the great stuff that we've done and remember the stuff that's terrible. It's just like, you know, when you do something where you feel like an idiot or whatever, and you just replay it over and over and over again in your head, we do that. And we never take the stuff that we did really well and replay that over and over again in our head. (laughs) We just say, oh, you know, anybody that's normal should have been able to do that. I don't know why, you know, but your superpower is these accomplishments. So you need to think about those as well, especially at the end of the year when you're taking stock. I think it's really important. So. The next thing that I like to do is to really set aside a day or a half day to put all of my goals in writing with deadlines. So I have a day set off on my calendar already coming up here in December. And I'm going to spend a half a day because this is all I have this year is a half a day to give myself just doing this kind of goal setting for next year. And I have some ways of doing that. We're going to share some of that with you in some future episodes. Because we're going to be doing an entire series, by the way. This is just sort of launching the series on how to do all these things in the new year. But we're going to give you a real good tool to help you do that as well coming up. But I'm just going to set off some time out of my day. And a half a day is really all I can manage this year. A whole day is great. A weekend is even better. If you could like go away, my dream would be to go away for the weekend and spend the entire weekend thinking about the future of next year. That is not going to happen this year. But half a day is okay. And if you don't have half a day, give yourself two hours, you know, just start to set some time aside for yourself where you have nothing else in your head, where you can sit down and start to think about all these things. So that is what do you do anything like that? Yeah, I definitely take some time to sit and really
0: think about what are the things I want to accomplish, not necessarily half a day, but I'll definitely spend some time, especially in December, because like now we're getting close to the end of the year. Want to start really like I've been just really focusing on the new year, all the things I want to accomplish. I kind of take a look back at what things I did get done, what things I did not get done, and you know, also taking in, you know, what does my community want from me? You know, you really Mm. have to think about like what do they want. And while I did spend a lot of time this year on my video rock star program, which I'm very proud of, I'm actually going to focus more of my attention in the new year to. Twitter because that's what I'm known for, that's what people want from me. And so I've been really paying a lot of attention lately to, you know, what it is my community wants and what is it they gravitate to with me and is Twitter with anything with Twitter marketing. So it makes me realize okay, my focus needs to be the Twitter podcast since I've kind of let it sit on the sidelines a little bit. It needs to be restarted. So that's my big goal for the year is getting that going again. Because, Kami, even though I'm not actively running that podcast, I'm constantly getting emails and tweets and DMs from people asking about it or just talking about previous episodes. Even the episode you were in that that was one of my favorites. I love that one. Yeah, that was really good last year. I still get a lot of feedback from these. So People are talking about it. People are still downloading. I'm getting lots of downloads. And so that is telling me that this is what people want. You don't want to ignore what people want from you. So I am really listening to this and making that a big part of my plan for the new year.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. And, you know, we can tie up all the things that were passed from this year and let them kind of drift off into the, the water. If you look at them, you've listed them. You don't have to dwell on them. Now you can move forward. And I do like the idea of writing down your goals with deadlines, like when you're going to get it done. So like, when is it that you're going to restart Twitter smarter? I'm asking you that. That's not rhetorical. Um, (laughs) When is that going to happen?
0: I am working on it right now. I have not set a deadline, but I will set a deadline because I need to. And really, for me, it's been, okay, I got to like clear my schedule. Like I have to fit this into my weekly schedule. So that is something I'm doing every week. And mm-hmm. that's been what's keeping me from giving it a deadline at the moment because I'm trying to fit it into the schedule. Yeah, but I know I it's a priority, so yeah. I have to make it happen.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also like to, right before the new year ends, um, meet with my critical partners, like joint venture partners like yourself, Madeline, and my friend, Fran Stevenson. We have Texas Travel Talk. Um, you and I have Communities That Convert. And set plans for the new year. Like what is it going to be, especially for the podcast? We're going to sit down probably and generate a lot of content, figure out what's next. We may do that in January at this point because just of our schedules, but we're going to be doing it fairly soon. What is our new year going to look like? What is this podcast going to be? And and what other things are we going to offer with it? So we've already gone out to talk to our community as well and said, hey, what do you guys want from us? And so we are actually looking at what you guys want from us. Do you want to have some extra training with us. We might be, you know, launching some kind of program in the new year that will serve the needs of our of our audience in the way that they want. So we've asked, we've asked our Facebook group what they want. And we got a pretty surprising result. I I was amazed at how many people participated in that survey and said, Yeah, we want something more from you guys. So definitely want to hear more from those of you who are listening now. if, If that's something of interest to you, we had talked about three things. What were they again? The three things? Yeah. Do you remember, Madeline? Exactly. So yeah, you know, it's
0: actually, this is all listed in our Facebook group. I I love this poll where we asked about this. So group training, that's what our community is most interested in us, group training. And then number two is mentoring. And then number three, one-on-one coaching. I came to you, Kami, and said, we should offer mentoring to our community here through the podcast and through our Facebook group. And it's really nice to know that that is something that they're interested, but group training, this is super helpful for us. So this is really great looking into the new year, like how can we better serve our community for the podcast?
1: Yeah. And that's one thing you should be thinking about doing too, is asking your community, do they want something more from you or different? And um, yeah, so we recommend obviously polls. We had a really great episode in the past and we'll put it in the show notes about how to use surveys and polls to um, survey your audience. This would be a really, really good opportunity to put that into practice and get some feedback from your community about what they want from you. I think you know that's something that right now would be the best time while people are thinking about the future and what they want for the new year, they'll be much more open to telling you what it is that they want, especially if you give them some choices. We did give choices. Um, that way they don't have to think too much because you, if you ask them just what they want, they may not say anything because it's, kind of, it's kind of hard to come up with. So the final thing that I do obviously for the year is really work on my bookkeeping and tax stuff. I get that done in December so I can hit the ground running in January as soon as state, as my statements come in for the year and that's how I used started using Gusto, which is a tool that I use a lot for my business in order to kind of deal with the HR stuff, pay my employees and contractors. And what that's really great with is it actually gives me the W2s and 1099s. It emails them to all the people right in the first of the year. So I don't have to do any of that anymore. It just does it automatically. It's really, really great. And it also helps me during the year to keep people paid. It's a really great system. So I'll be sitting down with my bookkeeper who I do hire, which I find to be one of my best hires that I ever had. It was my first hire. And honestly, the best hire that I have, she comes in once a month, And you can do this over online too, but she's local. So she comes in, she actually does my filing for me. And then we do my bookkeeping as well. And um, we'll do that on the 20th of December. So probably by the time you hear this, it'll be done. And I will be totally finished for the new year. I used to file extensions. I never file extensions anymore.
0: That's awesome. That's great. Mm -hmm. One of the things I do as we're coming to the end of the year, you also think about what's my why? What's my Mm -hmm. why going to be for 2019? And that's why I came up with, Really going back to kind of my roots, my Twitter marketing, because that's what I'm known for. In the past year, I've gotten even more well known for that, even though I haven't really been selling online courses as much as I normally was doing, because I was really focusing on this video rockstar program. So, you know, think about what is that? Why? And, uh, the other thing is I'm, go- I'm going to go back through Michael Hyatt's best year ever program. I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast episode, it's a great program I took. I'm a huge fan of Michael Hyatt. If you're not familiar with him, we'll definitely have a link in the show notes. But it's called Best Year Ever. And Kimmy, I did check on his website and because I paid for it, did it at the uh, back in January, it says that it's good for the whole year. So I'm going to be sure in this month that I do a refresher before I lose all of the content because I just, because I'm not going to pay for it again, but I still have the content. So I'm just going to go through it and get myself ready for 2019. I think that's just a good way to go. The other thing I start thinking about my one word for the year, and we're going to actually talk about this in greater detail in the next episode. I love the one word because I've been doing it for years. I can't wait to talk about it in the next episode.
1: Yeah, we've done that. And we've had some really interesting words because I do this also with Madeline. We've been doing this for years as well. And so, yeah, it's something that I really love. And we've put together a really great worksheet for you. So definitely listen to the next episode when we will give you that. So something to look forward to. So finally, you know, we like action takers as usual. And of course, this one requires action. So we are going to give you a couple of questions here. I'm going to read them out to you. They're going to be on the show notes, but we want you to answer these questions for yourself. They're the top questions that you need to answer to be ready for the new year by looking backward and then come to our Facebook group. But I'm going to let Madeline talk to you about the Facebook group. Let me give you the questions. Number one question, what were your goals in 2018? What were they? List them out. Maybe if you didn't actually do any goal setting, that's fine. But what in your head did you want to accomplish, let's say, in 2018? And then number two, how far did you get with each of these goals? And we want you to answer this on a scale of one to five. So not started, just started. Started a little over halfway done or completed. So where is that, you know, from one to five, how far along did you get it? So five being like, you totally got it done. One being like, or zero being like, "Eh, I just didn't even start it. Three, what were your biggest wins in 2018? Come tell us what those are. And then one thing that you really want to complete that you didn't. What was one thing that you really wanted to complete, but you didn't. And then finally, we want you to have a quick brainstorm session of the projects you want to complete in 2019. What is it that you really, really want to get done? So we want you to share that with us. It's one, two, three, four, five things. We will put it together in an easy to use format for you. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it as a, as a download or just have it right on the page, but go to communities and go down to our take action area. And you will see these questions and we want you to answer them and just, you know, let us know, come to our Facebook group. So tell them about our Facebook group and what we're doing there. Yeah. So come share
0: your answers with us in the Facebook group. I mean, that's where all the great stuff happens. Just go over to facebook.com slash groups slash communities that convert. We also have the link in the show notes. We want to help you with this. So let's let's have a conversation. And we're going to have a quick start guide for 2019 coming up in episode 72. So you don't want to miss that coming up. It's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about this series because we are definitely going over that. And then We also are going to be talking about how to be much more productive. So we have a productivity episode coming up. So we've got the one word, we've got how to set your goals for 2019. So we have the retrospective, which is today, then the one word. So you know exactly what you're thinking about, then set your goals for 2019 and then how to be more productive with those goals. Hopefully we've got a little package together for you that are going to make your communities, you know, just catch on fire for you. So we're really excited about that.
0: Yeah, this is great. Well, this has been awesome, Cami. I think we shared a lot of great stuff that uh, you all listening can get some good takeaways, and we'll be back next week. Can't wait to see you. I can't wait to talk about the one word.
1: Yes, the one word. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
0: Hey, this is Madeline, and I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communities that convert.com You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammy. Her Twitter handle is at Kami Chat. And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you.
1: Don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from the Growth Suite who sponsors the communities that convert website.
0: Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com and that suite spelled S-U-I-T-E.
1: Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Kami Hoiza, where you learn
0: how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at CommunitiesThatConvert.com.